Let's turn our attention now to the importance of financial literacy. April is Financial Literacy Month. And there's no one better to discuss this. She's dedicated a lifetime here to this. Carrie Schwab Pomerantz is with us. We're glad to have you on the show. President Charles Schwab Foundation. It's so nice to have you on the show, Carrie. I was doing a lot of reading about all the work you've been doing to promote a very important topic, and that's financial literacy. Tell us why, right off the bat, you've really taken this under your wing. It's so important. Yeah, you know, Nicole, you know, I grew up in the business since I was 16, and I've seen the lack of financial literacy that it cuts across Americans from all walks of life. It is blind to socioeconomic status, to gender, to race, and so on. And if you look at some of the statistics, you know, 78% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, or, you know, a third of Americans over 50 haven't started to save for retirement. It goes on and on. And what we have found from our research is that the lack of financial literacy in this country, um, it, it contributes to so many social issues that we see today, wealth inequality, um, workforce readiness, or even college access, domestic violence, the list goes on and on. And I truly believe that having financial literacy is a great equalizer for every person. Absolutely. I, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. And we look at the 50 states and we look at the schools and some schools focus on it more than others. We talk about the next generation, the younger folks, and how can we prepare to them to take control of their finances? Yeah, I wish it was in every state of, you know, in, in, in our country. Unfortunately, it's only 21 states where it's mandated to some point. Um, you know, not only does it, do we need it in the schools, but also we need every family to talk about money. To me, financial security starts with a conversation at home. And I think it's becoming more and more prevalent, but we need to do more of that. You know, talking about the benefits of, of budgeting and saving and, you know, investing for a lifetime and using debt wisely. Just having those conversations in the family demystifies the language of, of money. And also be sure to uh, talk to your daughters just the same way as you do your sons. Unfortunately, we see that re in research that, that parents um, subconsciously, I'm sure, talk to their sons about estate uh, planning, stock market, debt. But with their daughters, they talk about savings and household expenditures. And while that's super important, we all know that to build wealth in our country, we have to be investors. So super important to bring our daughters along. And even we just recently conducted a study and young people six, between 16 and 25 years old, twice as many as these young men as um, young women had investment accounts. So while we think things are changing, it's still very slow. And also moms are big time role models we found from our research for their daughters. So another thing to consider on how you as a mom, you know, uh, show up when it comes to your money. Yeah, and I was reading through your notes. I saw there was even a wage gap um, between the daughters and the sons, even in the household. So we're trying to even the playing field for all yeah. ages, all races, all sexes to um, get everybody financially literate because it is the success for the future. And as you made the point, some people are living paycheck to paycheck, Carrie, and it really is a tough situation, particularly now with what happened during the pandemic, right? Digging into emergency funds, maybe even taking some out of retirement funds, not what people had anticipated, but trying to explain yeah. this to the kids, right? 
Yeah, and cutting and cutting basics expenditures as well. And what we found from a recent research study around Black Americans versus white their white counterpart is that they were hit harder, even more so, by the pandemic and had to really cut back. So you know, the, as we all know, an emergency fund is so key. If we could get every American to have you know three to six months of cash set aside for any type of emergency, whether your car breaks down you know, the vet bill, whatever it may be, a pandemic, you know, who would have known? So just that padding can create so much financial security for everybody. Yeah, I was reading through the Black Investor Survey. We covered it a little bit recently, and I know you have some updated uh -huh. findings. And I think it's, it's really very telling. Um, there were some bright spots, which I was very happy to read about, and still some big hurdles. Yeah, I was very excited. I was very excited by the future, to be honest with you. You know, this is a survey we conducted with Aerial Investments for uh, 12 out of the last 20 years. And unfortunately, the gap between black and white investors is still pretty large. But guess what? The, the bright spot is, is that for investors under 40, there's equal participation among black and white uh, Americans. 63% under 40 are investing. And a lot of that was um, driven by a surge of new investors, of black investors in 2020. So, so that also is the beginning of, of change. And, and, and another component, which I kind of alluded to earlier, is the family conversation. More black families today are talking about the stock market than, than white Americans. And again, financial security starts with conversation at home. So, um, so I think we're I think we're on to something um, good and you know a little more so we can have more wealth equality in this country. I was reading a recent discussion you had and uh, the the phrase came up there are no dumb questions and it, it's so key right to just ask those questions um, and also to feel comfortable to do so. I know in the Black Investor Survey, um, some of the respondents said that they didn't feel particularly comfortable going into a financial institution and having some of these uh, conversations. But the big, the big takeaway here is there are no dumb questions. Everybody should feel comfortable to have important foundation here, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you're working with a firm or with an individual that does not, you do not feel respected, you, um, they're not patient with your questions, they, um, and they don't bring you along, that I would find somewhere else to go. Uh, you know, a, a, a firm that truly thinks about their clients is going to bring you along and provide you lots of education and, 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 and not worry about what you ask. And I also, Nicole, wanted to point out an education resource that we at Schwab have created for all Americans. It's a public service site called schwabmoneywise.com. And it has all sorts of tools and calculators around every topic around money, from you know savings and budgeting uh, to, to even philanthropy or taxes. So I highly, and also content to um, teach your kids how to, um, to manage money as well. So I highly recommend those who are still trying to study up and learn more to take a look at schwabmoneywise.com. You know, um, so yeah, schwabmoneywise.com and we'll make sure to, to get that up as well so folks can get some more yeah. information and tools to help them to move forward in their financial yeah. journey. As, as you and I both know, because we're in this business, a compounded dollar is worth so much more, right? When you start to put a dollar away when you're young and over the years and how much it adds up. 
Um, as a mother, I can tell you, and I read that you took your kids to work and tried to, and you'll tell us your story, Carrie, but as a mother, I can tell you my experience, sometimes it feels a little bit like the elephant in the living room because you wanna say, hey, we have money for this, but we don't necessarily have money for that. And it's a little bit difficult to sometimes have these conversations. You don't want them to feel insecure that they don't have money for that. But at the same time, we need to have a reality check, right? Yeah, I think it's how you approach it. And I think it's healthy to say, you know, that's not in our budget. You know, even if it's in your budget, I, you know, I, um, my kids were in, uh, we we're pretty in a wealthy area. And some of these kids were, were driving, I don't know, BMWs at 16 years old. And, and my kids didn't feel comfortable doing that. And I think that's because of the values that, that we shared with our family, right? It's not about your net worth. It's your, you know, it's, it's, it's about who you are as an individual and your core values. So I, I don't, I, I think it's okay. You know, obviously you don't want to say kids were, you know, we don't have enough money to pay rent or have housing, or you're going to have to find a different way of saying that. You don't want to scare them. But I also think talking about budgeting is, is role modeling, basically, you know, living within your means. Yeah. And as you said in the beginning of the conversation in all 50 states that we should have this more in schools so they can fully understand. I think the GameStop frenzy became a mainstream story, right? When we started to see a lot of frenzy um, trading, and I think a lot of younger folks started to talk more about investing, but that's not what we're talking about. But we are, but I think it's important to teach the kids, right? I mean, and the tools that are available to them. Absolutely, you know, and, and you know, as you alluded to my own story, I have two older boys and, and I did the same with them with my, and my daughter. When they were about 12 years old, I had them come into a Schwab office and sit down with the financial consultant, fill out their own paperwork and talk about the importance of diversification, you know, not putting all your eggs in one basket, you know, investing in, in exchange traded funds or mutual funds for the long term, for you know, the money that you really want to keep and also investing for something that you don't need the money uh, that, you know, money before, say, seven years. And my daughter, I remember, she said, oh, mom, can't you just go do this for me? And I'm thinking, absolutely not. You're coming with me. And now, you know, it's funny. When she was about 12 years old, she came home from a school uh, uh, camping trip. And she said, mom, you'd be so proud of me. I was telling all my friends about investing. We were on a hike. We talked about investing and diversification. Yeah, asset allocation, diversif diversification, yeah. uh, dollar cost averaging, right? That's yeah. one of my favorites. Put $20 yeah. away a little bit and it really adds up, right? I, I see what you're talking about. And, and Carrie, you are doing great work. Um, the whole Schwab team, I know this has been part of your life's work here to bring on financial literacy. And of course, April is Financial Literacy Month. And as Carrie mentioned, SchwabMoneyWise.com is a great way to learn more and get some more tools and help for um, investing in the big picture. We're so thankful you were here with us today to bring this very important topic to our young folks and giving them some good advice to get a good start for a good long-term <laughs> life in financial Thanks, literacy. It's a pleasure yeah, to have you on the show Thank today. Thank you. Thank you, and happy uh, Financial Literacy Month. <laughs> thanks so much, and to you as well. Carrie Schwab Pomerantz, thanks for being on the show, President Charles Schwab Foundation.